All right, all right. Well, welcome to the Vine TV worship experience. I'm so thankful that you are here today, and I'm so thankful that it's his year. Is anybody else thankful that it's his year no matter what? I hear some claps. Thank the Lord. We got to have some help today. I'm going to need some help today. We're going to need some help because we're going to do this because as we just sang, we get to run to the Father. We get to walk and get to experience his presence because of Jesus. We don't have to have fear of what tomorrow holds. We ain't got to worry about the red lights we're going to be stuck at on the way home. We are going to be able to walk into his year. And that's what we've been talking about in this series. And it's actually going to be culminating into next week where we bring our word for 2021 to the altar, pray over it. So here's what I got first and foremost. So one thing they taught me uh, growing up, I'm glad that we're all adults and we don't play with things, but I know better. Uh, They said, hey, if you're ever in youth ministry, never put anything on a chair because people are going to play with it the whole time. That didn't happen here at all, right? None. Okay. Uh, That being said, you got this on your way in. Hang on to this. Uh, You're going to have time for it after that. I'm going to talk about it at the end of the service. You're going to bring this back next week and you're going to hang on to one as well as a reminder. So if you've got this on your chair, there's that and a pen. Uh, here's what I would, I would recommend with a pen. Uh, you could either take notes, write notes in your Bible. I'm giving you the freedom to do that today. You're not going to be beat up for that. Jesus isn't going to be mad at you for writing in your Bible. Trust me. That's the whole point of it. So whatever you got to do, hang on to that. That's going to have some significance as we come back to the end. Because this year, where we are, we can all say 2020 was crazy, right? Like it was crazy. But let's be real. We partied like it was 99 and it was crazy. Prince told us it was going to be crazy there too, right? Like uh, all the way through, like we thought it was going to be crazy. And so I know 2021 has some amazing opportunities, has some roadblocks, some stumbling blocks in the way, but no matter what, it's his year. So what our word is at the Vine in 2021 is roots. Uh, We're not going to have Questlove come up here. We're not going to have the band come. We're not going to have those kind of things. When it comes to that, we are going to be talking about having deeper roots. And we have just challenged all of our Vine fam. And listen, if it's your first time hanging out with us online, you're only a guest once. If you've hung out with us more than once, I want to let you know you're considered our Vine fam wherever you are. We've asked everyone just to commit to reading their Bible daily and praying daily, whatever that looks like. We read Bible plans together. Uh, we, the app that we're working on is actually going to have the Bible inside of it where you can just open up the app and read God's word. We're asking everyone just to pray to God. You know what? The simplest prayer to God is, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I don't know what today brings, but I know you do. Show me the way. Something that simple. We're asking everyone to pray. We're asking everyone to commit to whatever next step Jesus calls you to take, even if it seems small, because if you've ever seen a little one learn to walk, there really aren't too many small next steps, are they? Because it goes crawl and then a thousand miles an hour. Like, it's just, that's the way it goes. They just go flying everywhere, right? So that's the same thing in our walk with Christ. We're asking everyone to commit to that. We're also asking everyone to commit to gathering outside of a Sunday at least once this year. We're going to have opportunities for that the best we can, even in the midst of a pandemic. We're going to do that. So we're asking all of our Vine fam to do that. Uh, We're asking our Vine fam to commit to living a generous life, whatever that looks like, to grow deeper roots. Whatever that is. I know I'm talking a lot. We said this uh, earlier, so I'm just trying to remind you, kind of, and show you where we're going in 2021. We're also asking everyone just to commit to honoring one another. Shoot a text of encouragement throughout the week. Lift each other up. Let's build each other up. Let's encourage and spur each other on to good works and love and good works, as we're called to do. And we're also asking everyone to commit to inviting someone to church, the local church around the world. Whether it's here, whether it's the church down the road, whether it's the church across the world, we are all called to be connected in God's body as one to bring his gospel to the ends of the earth. So we're asking everyone to do that. So here's what we got today. Here's what we're going to be walking through. I've talked a lot, but we're going to let God do all the talking today because we're going to be talking about the word. The word. And it's not bird. Don't get excited. Uh, The word, yes, everybody went back probably to family guy, right, whenever it was like that. But like the word, bird is not the word. We're going to be talking about the word today because it's culminating in next week talking about the word that God has given us. And so as we've got that, I want to go ahead and get you, get you to two places. It's not going to surprise you where we're going to be today. If you know anything about Tyler West, you know where we're going to be. I want you to get to Joshua 1 and John 1. Those are the two places in Scripture. I kind of want you to hang out because that's what we're going to be walking through. We're going to be in Deuteronomy for a second, but if you mark Joshua 1, you're going to be able to flip left to get there. So get to Joshua 1 and John 1, and as you're getting there, I just want to paint the picture. When we talk about the word, 
We know Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was void and formless. Darkness was over the deep, and the Spirit hovered over the waters, right? And God spoke. He sent his word out and said, let there be light. And there was light. And he saw that it was good, so he separated the light from the darkness. And he called the light day and the darkness night. And so there was evening and morning on the very first day. God sent his word out. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was there from the beginning. He sent his word out, and it accomplished the work that it was supposed to do. Isaiah 55, 11 reminds us of that when it comes to the word. God says, my word will not return void. It will accomplish the work that it sets out to do. So when we talk about our 2021 word, we've been talking about, hey, as the church and as Vine, we're trying to grow deeper roots in the Lord. We're trying to grow our roots deeper in the Lord to be that tree by a stream bearing fruit in all seasons because we're connected to the source of life, the water of life, the the living water that never fails us and can only sustain us. So as we're talking about the word today, I want you to see the importance of the word and the importance of seeking God for this word that he's given you. We've spent a couple of weeks just attacking this and going back and forth, and I hope that has challenged you, but I also hope that it's grown you deeper in the Lord and connecting with him. So today, what are we going to be talking about? Well, today is going to be for the person that thinks God's promise and knows that God's promise is so much more. They're in a season of their life where they know that they need to step deeper into God's promise, but they're at a flood stage river. Maybe they're not at a flood stage river, but they see a wall that's fortified in a city that you know that God's told you is going to be yours, but you need the walls to fall to do it. Maybe you're at a place where somebody's coming after you, and there are enemies standing around you, and those enemies are trying to come after you, and you know that something crazy is going on, but there's something more in God. God's promise to experience. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, today is time for you to see that you're stepping into a new season. The old things have passed, and God's trying to do something new in you, and today is going to be a day for you as we talk about God's Word, we talk about the Word, and we talk about God's promise. Now, we're going to start in Joshua 1 today, if you want to go ahead and get there, like I said. And here's the thing I love about Joshua. If you know about me, he's my favorite leader in the Old Testament. He's the action hero to me. Like, he's the leader that's in the trenches. He's a leader that I just, uh, I, I admire a lot. He's a picture of Jesus. We've walked through that. But the reason that we go to the Old Testament and we don't just throw the Old Testament away is this. How God dealt with people in the Old Testament is how he deals with people now. How God dealt with his people and how he dealt with people in the Old Testament is how he deals with his people now. And I can say if we can learn how God deals with his people then and we know that's how he's going to deal with us now, then my goodness, what can we do and what can we accomplish if we just listen to his word? So let's go ahead and get to the Bible. And what's happened is uh, Joshua 1, Moses has died. Imagine, like, you're in this moment. An entire nation sees the leadership change. We don't know anything about that. This isn't political, please, dear Lord. Let's not open that gap. But uh, an entire nation sees a leadership change. 1.5 million people gather at the bottom of this mountain. The guy who literally put his staff out and Red Sea parted, the guy who went out and and tapped a a rock and water came out, the guy who went out and had all the plagues and said, hey, this Passover's going to happen. These plagues won't touch you if you'll just be obedient to the word. The guy that led them into this promise out of Egyptian slavery has walked up a mountain, never to be seen again. But before he does, he says, hey, you're going to be following Joshua now. Imagine that weight. How crazy hard would that be? Just a a million and a half people. Just a million and a half people. I'm not talking about follows. I'm not talking like literally in your face, a million and a half people waiting for you to tell them what God said. Because before that, it was always word of mouth, but Moses had to write those first five books from the Lord in the law. And that's where Joshua is. So here's where we pick up this crazy season that's walking in as we talk about the word. Verse 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, this is why I like Joshua, not the Nun, not some scary movie Nun, but I always look at it like literally, sometimes don't we just feel like we're from nothing? And isn't it crazy that God can take the dust of the earth and make nothing something when we just obey his word? Joshua, the son of Nun. Like, how crazy is that? And imagine his dad having to be called Nun all the time. We won't open it. Anyway, ADD, it's all right. Uh, Nun, Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people 
Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. A flood stage river he's calling them to cross. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. What if we walked in that today? What if we trusted his word so much that every step we took in him, we knew that he had already given it to us? We knew that it's already going to be for our good and his glory. What if we just trusted his word enough that much today? Everywhere our feet touch. Think of every step you've taken today. Did you know God ordained it before you even took it? Or else you wouldn't have taken it. What if you rested in knowing that the step you just took is preparing you for the step you're about to take? What if we could trust his word for that in 2021? Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Favorite verse right here. Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. I always wonder when I read this if those of us who are sitting there wondering if God cares or hears us, I feel like that's him just answering. I wonder if Joshua felt that. Because remember, 40 years before, he had seen this land, and he told Moses, hey, man, we could take them. We can take them. And Moses came out and was like, nah, I don't know. He, he trusted the 10 over Joshua and Caleb. But all of a sudden, now he's on the precipice of this, and he's carrying the burden and the weight of leading. And either he can do it on his own or he can trust in the Lord. What I love about this is when we struggle with whether God hears us many times, it's because we're facing trial. That's where Joshua was. But he says, be strong and courageous. Now, if, I, if your parents tell you to be strong and courageous, is it because you're doing something easy? Think about when you first rode your bike the first time. You had to be strong and courageous, right? Then the training wheels came off. <laughs> then the skint knee and you were dying, and they <laughs> like, it's just a little bitty, it's a little bitty, little bitty cut, right? Little bitty boo-boo, but you were going to bleed out, right? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. God's telling Joshua that. Now, imagine where Joshua is, because I think many of us are here right now, even so as we go into 2021. He spent his whole life with Moses. He sat as an intern for Moses. He sat as the next leader for Moses. And I bet he went back as he was growing up and he said, tell me about that burning bush again. Moses was there and he was like, man, I was just, I was a shepherd. I, I, I had some special brownies or something or I thought I did and I didn't know. I just saw this bush burning and it wasn't consumed. And I didn't know why it wouldn't stop burning. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden God appears and says, hey, you're standing on holy ground. You are on holy ground. And he tells me I'm going to lead these people. And when I heard it, I thought it was the brownies and I was like, you... There was a guy I passed on the way, on the way here up the road. He was, he, was, he was over there with a sheep or something. I don't know. But maybe that's the guy you were talking to. Maybe there's another Moses. Maybe you just missed somebody, but it's not me. And God said, no, 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 no. Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Hey, that staff in your hand, that staff you're holding to lead those sheep, hey, hey, throw it down right quick and see what happens. And it's a snake. And then God says, pick it up. Now, I love that in the Bible it says he, he picked it up by the tail immediately. But I just know for me, like, there had to be a standoff for a minute. Like, how much did I let that snake wiggle and wriggle before I ever picked it up by the tail? Because, hey, I trust you, Lord. Like, I know something good's happening, and I know something great's going to happen. But I don't know if I should pick that up. And immediately, when he has the courage, he's strong and courageous. He picks it up. It turns into a staff. Moses says, I don't know if that's going to be enough. God says, use that whenever you want to. He says, I don't know if that's going to be enough. He says, okay, 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 you got a pocket in your cloak. Stick your hand into your cloak. Now pull it out. This man, worn by the sun and the weather, pulls his tan hand out, and all of a sudden, it's white, white as snow. And he says, now stick it back in. He sticks it back in, and he pulls it out, and it's restored the way it was. He says, use that whenever you want, Moses. Trust that I'm going to be with you. But more importantly, when the people ask who sent you, tell them, I am sent you. The word, God, Yahweh, I am, the word sent you. We should be familiar with who I am is because around Easter we study I am statements of Jesus. 
And Joshua's probably thinking there, he's excited because I would be, I would feel like 007. I would be like, ooh, God is like Q. Like what kind of cool technology am I going to get? I know I'm old when I say that, but like Q, what am I going to get? What kind of cool toy am I going to get? Like I'm sitting there waiting, you know, it's Christmas. Like he got a staff in a hand. What am I going to get? Like what am I going to get? What's going to happen? Like am I going to be like, am I going to get some kind of iron suit or something? Or am I going to be like a a turtle that's radioactive and has some kind of cool toys and he's a ninja? Like what am I going to get? What are these cool things that I'm going to get? What is this gimmick? What is this thing that I'm going to get? And God responds in verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For your Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. God looks at Joshua and says, hey, you want to know what your gimmick is? My word. My word, son. When Moses went, he didn't have it. He had the word of mouth. He had my word. And he wrote the first five books. Believe it or not, Moses went into Pharaoh's household and learned how to write. That's why we have the law written down, the first five books of the Bible. He goes, he writes that down. And God says, hey, you want to know how to be prosperous and successful? Cling to my word. Walk in my word. Stay in my word and know that wherever you go, you'll experience prosperity. Now, I'm not selling sashes in the back. Y'all know me. I don't have a book to sell. I could care less. Prosperity to us may mean different things than what God is saying. Prosperity means that he's working it out for our good and his glory. Prosperity means that we get to experience his promise deeper. And so he says, hey, if you want that, go do that. So wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whatever you're walking through, as we see, as God says, hey, trust my word, the world would say this. The Bible doesn't really say that about marriage. You know, the Bible doesn't really say that about finances or your work ethic. The Bible doesn't really say that about your sexuality. The Bible doesn't really mean this when it says you should flee from this. It doesn't really, it doesn't really. These are new times, man. Because, you know, since in the 2,000 years since Jesus walked the earth, we've got it all figured out, right? Like, for sure we've got it figured out by now. Like, we figured out what the plan is supposed to be. We figured out the complexity of everything in the earth. Like, we even know how the brain fully functions. Oh, we, we don't, do we? Just like Joshua didn't know fully what he was stepping into. He just knew that God had called him to it if he just trusted his word. And God said, if you'll trust my word and not turn to the right or the left, the the way the world tells you to, you will experience the fullness of my promise. And that's what he's calling us to today. That's what he's calling us to. So now you're in Joshua I want you to know why Joshua's not surprised by this. We're going to see how Joshua reacts in a minute, but I want you to flip a few pages over to your left to Deuteronomy 6 to see this is not the first time that Joshua has heard this. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1 through 12. See, when he hears the law, when God says, obey my word, don't turn to the right or to the left, Joshua's heard this before. And if we've been in the New Testament, we're going to hear this even more because Jesus said something about this. Because this is why we trust his word, why we do the Bible. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1. These are the commands, the decrees, and the laws the Lord your God directed me, this is Moses, to teach you to observe in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. So that you, your children, and their children after after them may fear the Lord your God as long as... As you live by keeping his decrees and commands that I give you. And so that you may enjoy a long life. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you. And you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey. Just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord our God, excuse me, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. 
These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide. Wells that you did not dig And vineyards and olive groves you did not plant Then when you eat and are satisfied Be careful that you do not forget the Lord Who brought you out of Egypt Out of the land of slavery See Joshua's heard this before God says hey just a reminder Joshua Remember back then Impress this You are set apart in me. When you write my word on your door frame, like think about that. I've seen many people do that and it's really cool. When they step out, they know, hey, when I open this door and step into the world from my home, I'm set apart. Not to put down our shame, but to love. Love people right where they are because Christ loved me. We are set apart. God is telling Joshua, well, my word sets you apart because you're obedient to it, because you are my people. You have trusted me. You have faith in me. My word sets you apart. You are set apart so that you can go help others be set apart in the Lord too. And because of that obedience, God is saying, hey, for all of us, whenever you're set apart, you're going to look different than this world. And it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. So much so that you're going to have to be reminded from the Lord, the very creator of the universe, to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. All the way through what he is saying is listen to my word and you will see it be fulfilled right in front of you. That's why I'm thankful you're here today. I see teenagers here. I know we have children in our vine kids that are in preschool, elementary, toddlers, crawlers, walkers, snugglers, whatever you want to call them. Good stuff. Curtain climbers, whatever you want to call them. Good good stuff because our parents understand that we can't undo in one hour what's been taking place six and three quarter days the rest of the week that this walk that you brought in here and the walk that you step out with this hour is to be an encouragement is to be a spurring to love and good works is to be something that helps you be reminded what's written on your heart be reminded what's bound on your hands. Be reminded what's on your door frames and your gates that you are set apart. That's why I'm thankful for this, his word. That's why I'm thankful for us. And so for us, I would say this, maybe in the season we're in, and teenagers, this is an excuse, so don't get mad at me. You can tell I don't have, parents don't throw anything either. Let me, all right, I'm ready to say this. I'm just kidding. If we're more passionate about GPAs, MVPs, chairs, grades, scores, papers, than we are about sharing the love of Christ and the homes that he has set apart, we can't expect to change the world. That is what God is telling Joshua. Yes, GPA is important. Shows your work ethic. We do everything under the Lord. MVP is important. Working out, practicing, Writing those papers, doing the things that God's calling you to, listening to your parents, absolutely. You know why you want to listen to your parents? Because they don't want you to make the same mistakes they made. And I know you don't think that they love you enough to try to protect you, but they really do want your best because they understand that this world will try to terrify you. And they just want to send you out well. But the difference is if we're more passionate about that than we are about Christ, we can't live set apart. And I don't have children. I know that. I know that sounds, uh, I, I know, yeah, I don't have children. Uh, all of a sudden, someone busts in the door, and it's one of those episodes, you know? Anyway, one of those talk shows. I don't have children, but I want to tell you, as a brother in Christ with you, I'm thankful for this family that we have together because we live set apart. And the only way that we do that is if we trust his word, his word. That's why we're challenging to commit to being in his word to seeking his word in prayer, to seeking his word for your life this year. And so for all of us, that's how we have to live. As Psalm 119, 105 says it this way, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Josh is saying, listen, listen, 
God's word. This is, this is later on in Psalm that this is written, but God is looking at Joshua saying, listen, I will show you the way to go if you'll just trust it. Are we thinking about what tomorrow brings? And we think we got to figure out what it brings? Or are we trusting his word to be a lamp for our feet and a light in our path that's going to show us what to do? When we get up in the morning, do we have an agenda? Or do we seek God first and say, God, I know these are the things I need to get done today. I feel like I need to get done today, but what is it you're calling me to do? Because I'm going to tell you, my worst days are when I do what I think I need to get done that day. As opposed to trusting his word to what he's calling me to do. What if Joshua woke up that day and he saw a flood stage river and he was like, we ain't got no boats. You ain't getting no promise. It ain't going to happen. I don't know how to swim. There ain't no life jackets. God didn't give me a gimmick. This thing don't float. Like, you know, like the law was written on tablets. So he probably went up there, you know, and he's got his tablets, you know, like Fred Flintstone. He's getting everything ready and he's like, bloop. Like, you know, it just sank straight to the bottom. The tablets, he was like, this ain't working. What if he did? But instead he saw God. And God said, be strong and courageous. Trust my word. And so that's, that's what I want us to see all the way through. When we do that, we can see walls fall. We can see flood stage rivers backed up. We can walk on dry land. We can see enemies fall before us. We can experience peace. We can experience the fullness of God's promise. God is saying, cling to my word. Don't let it go. In other words, he's saying, Joshua, I've got you, son. And I don't know about you. I didn't get to hear that much growing up without my dad. But I will tell you this, the best words I ever felt and the safest I ever felt is when somebody said, I got you, son. I got you. Jumping off the end of the pool into, into a parent's waiting arms, I got you. And then finally when it happens, it happens a thousand more times. If you've got kids, you know, it, just, it don't stop. So much so your shoulders are, uh, uh, I'm just going to see if they can swim this time. I'm just kidding, don't do that when you get home. Like all the way through, like it just happens all the way through. God is trying to tell you, as he told Joshua today, I've got you. I've got you, son or daughter. I've got you. I've got you. And so because Joshua had that, look what he did in Joshua 1, verse 10 and 11. He didn't call a committee meeting. He did, kind of, but he didn't. He didn't decide what the color of the drapes were going to be. He didn't decide the color on the Christmas tree. He didn't decide what was going to happen fully. He just said this. It says, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. I love this. Circle this. Go back to us. Look back at this at Easter. Be reminded of this verse. Look how many days they waited before they stepped into God's promise. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. Joshua is in the word. And the word says, if you'll just trust me, you're going to step deeper into my promise. And if God created the heavens and the earth, and it's all his anyway, wouldn't you want to trust that? As opposed to figuring out how, how to do it. Like, figuring it out. I can't figure out how to plug a microphone in, y'all. I'm, I'm doomed. I'm, I'm doomed. I don't have anything done. Like, if, that, if you're relying on me to figure it out for you, <clears throat> you, you might want to figure something else out. I'm sorry. I just want to be honest with you. I can't figure that out. I can't figure that out. But why would you not listen to the one who's already created and knows the path and the way to go? Which is why the word is so important. Why do we talk about it? Get to John 1, and you can see. John 1, verse 1 through 5 says this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was was God and the word excuse me the word was with God and the word was God he was with God in the beginning through him all things were made nothing has been made that wasn't made through him in him was life and life was the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it the word was here from the beginning Jesus was here from the beginning verse 14 goes on to say the word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us verse 18 says no one has even seen the face of God but we have seen the son of God and that is Christ Jesus and because of him now we can go into the presence of God and not be afraid because of his wrath, we can step into that. We can know and hear his word clearly. We don't, we don't have to do anything but cry out to him to hear his word. But when's the last time we saw it? When's the last time we took this, this word and we looked in it? 
I'm not going to be here next week so I can say these things. So I, I'll be gone next week so I don't have to hear the wrath or beat up, but I'm being real with you. When's the last time you looked at his word? We have his word on our phone. It's so easy to access his word. Have you ever seen someone who's never read the word of God? I've had the privilege to be on a mission trip here in the United States where I saw a people who had never had the Bible translated in their language. And they picked up the Gospel of John and they couldn't put it down. And the challenge and the brokenheartedness was me, for me, that Jesus and the Spirit convicted me of, is when's the last time I picked my Bible up like that? When's the last time I went to the Word and knew that it was something fresh and new for me, that there was a well that he had dug that I didn't dug, that there was a place that I could dwell in that he's already prepared for me. It wasn't a vineyard that I planted. It was a harvest that I got to be a part of. When is the last time that I went into his Word that way? Maybe he's challenging you for that. And that's why we're about this Word of 2021 and saying consult the Lord for it. Look to God for it because it's important for us to see the importance of his Word. Now, if you bring this back next week and put lottery winner and that's the word God gives you, bless your heart. It is what it is. I might talk to you about tithing then. We'll see what we could do, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding because nothing got thrown. I'm proud of you. I might talk to you about those things. But if you seek God for your word, see what he's calling you to do. Because I'm telling you, if he gives it to you and you walk in it and don't turn from the right or the left of it, you'll experience it fully. And isn't that something we would want to do? Isn't that something that we would think that he wants for us to do? You see, what, what I think of Joshua here and I think of myself when it comes to how I don't have it figured out is, as I was getting ready for that, there are a million ways. I don't even know how to plug the microphone. It was the perfect example. I should have just stuck with that. But I'll be, I'll be real. I remember uh, when Madeline, my niece, was, was little, <clears throat> really, really little, long time ago. Uh, she's growing too fast. Uh, and I remember for Christmas, I got her a tricycle, okay? Now, parents know these things aren't put together sometimes. Now, this is a guy that could change oil in a lawnmower all day long, okay? Uh, I could take a lawnmower blade off, but I couldn't change a spare tire on a car because nobody ever showed me until I did it. Then I could finally figure it out, right? So I remember getting this thing, and the front wheel was on, but the back wheel wasn't. I don't remember why. I was probably just an idiot. I was in a hurry. It is what it is. Uh, so I get home, and I go to put the back wheel on, and uh, I... Go ahead and laugh. It's okay. You're going to know how more dumb, how dumber. See, I can't even have correct English. How crazy it is if you trust me to figure it out. Uh, I was trying to hammer the wheel on to the axle on the back. I know. Like, it was there. I was trying to do things, and the wheel wouldn't go on. I could not figure why these wheels wouldn't go on. I'm like, this is, it's Christmas. Like, this is the gift I want to give her, and, like, she can't experience it, like, unless I pick up the back end, and, like, you know, I'm waddling around for her to enjoy this tricycle, and that's not going to work because I'm getting old. Okay, so the, the five dreaded words every man does not want to hear came up. Husbands, don't look at your wife. I want you to have a good Sunday afternoon. Our fine kids ministry is growing because of Sunday afternoon naps. If you know, you know. So I don't want you to have a bad Sunday afternoon. So uh, those five words were, <clears throat> did you read the instructions? <laughs> no, I don't read the instructions. I'm a man. I'll figure this out. Like, I can figure this out. What do you mean, read the instructions? Why would I read the instructions? Well, if you read the instructions, you idiot, uh, there is a spacer inside that second wheel that needs to come out. And that spacer is actually what's going to separate the two wheels on there. And you want the spacer. Otherwise, the wheels are too close, and they'll grind, and they won't work. And then she'll be like a little circus monkey, and she'll be on it. won't work. It won't work. So I finally get that. It goes in. I get that together. And it made me think about where we are today. Because I got that put together, I got to experience the blessing of her having that at Christmas. And maybe it was Aiden. I'm getting old, but I'm pretty sure it was Madeline when that happened. He was a baby that that happened. Uh, and, and it made me experience that, okay? She got to experience the blessing and the fullness of that because I read the instructions. If I didn't read the instructions, she couldn't have experienced the blessing fully because it would have been up to Uncle Tyler to carry her around. And I'm not a tricycle. I'm more like, a, I don't know, a, a polar bear or something. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not a tricycle. So she knew that. So she got to experience that. Wouldn't you say we're complex? We're complex beings? Yeah, we ask God why he won't answer us, but we've never read the instructions. Won't even pick them up. Because we got it figured out. I'm guilty of it, guilty of it all the time, more than I want to admit. Even as your pastor, I stand here guilty of it. 
But I'm telling you, just like that tricycle, she enjoyed that for Christmas. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure she had it. I could tell you stories about building a little, a little dollhouse thing too and duct tapes your friend. But I won't open that one. But uh, it's because I didn't read the instructions. Uh, so that being said, like all the way through, when's the last time we consulted his instruction? When did we want to have it figured out? Because I will tell you, wouldn't we want to consult the creator? Because whoever made that tricycle knew some crazy, crazy uncle one day was going to go buy this tricycle and would be trying to figure out how to get it together in his third-story apartment, and the neighbor's mad because it's after midnight, and he's banging a wheel on with a hammer trying to get it, and it just won't stay on. Plump. This wouldn't stay on. But when I read the instructions, finally came together. So have you figured out contentment yet? Do you love who you're with when you're by yourself? Have you figured out joy in all seasons? Like all seasons, not just happiness and laughter, but like joy. Have you figured out finances yet? Have you figured out that it's a tool that God uses to bless you and bless others? Or is it just your goal? Have you figured out, have you figured out that anger, that self-control issue you have, if you push the wrong button, it just sends you over the top? Have you figured that out yet? Have you figured out that guilt and shame that you just can't seem to shake? The guilt that you know you shouldn't have did the thing you did because it was wrong, but the shame tells you that you're not worthy of redeeming? Have you figured that part out? Because I would tell you many of us would say we haven't. The answer is found in here. The answer is found in the Word. The answer is found in Christ. Because only in Him can we have that. Only in Him can we seek that. Only in Him can we do that. There's not a that there's not a special app to download or a key that works in the door to get that Jesus is that. And because he is the key, he is the answer for the truth. He is the answer that will give us everything we are seeking. He puts his app in us called the Holy Spirit, and it guides us where we need to go so we don't turn to the right or to the left. We don't need to let the luxury of life lull us into thinking we've got it figured out. Because the sad part is, what we're living in, is many have trusted a politician to figure it out. Uh, a politician to figure it out. Maybe a family member to figure it out. A job to figure it out. A broken relationship to figure it out. But instead, the only one who's already got it figured out because he's gone before us is Christ. So will we trust that? Because that's why this is here. That's why this is here. You can look at this, it's really simple. It says 2021 word, or as I like to say, 2021 word. You know, it is what it is. I'm from the 90s. That's how I roll. So like word has on there our church word, roots. We want to grow deeper roots. We want to have our roots in Christ. Some of us are just starting to get roots in Christ, and that's awesome. Some of us have had roots that have been stagnant for a while, but just like that tree growing, as tall as the tree is, is as deep and wide as the roots are. Otherwise, the tree topples and fails. But it says, my 2021 word, verse, or phrase. It's wide open door. Maybe it's a verse that you're clinging to this year, and that's God's word, and that's better than any one word. Maybe it's a phrase that God's given you, um, whatever that is. Maybe, maybe it's, a, it, it's a word itself, and I'm asking you and praying and believing, been praying all month and going to continue to pray this through. Next week, Alex Hanvey, our teaching pastor, is going to be bringing the word, the preach, and we're going to lay these at the altar. You're going to keep one with you. You're going to lay one at the altar. If you want, no pressure, not going to make you, lay one at the altar. And our power plant prayer team is going to pray over that throughout the year. That word. You don't have to leave your name on it. Don't put like lottery winner Tyler on there and just like expect that. Expect that we're just going to sit there and do that. But, but I will tell you, uh, if you want to leave your name, that's awesome too. You don't have to. We just want to pray over those words. I'll tell you my word since I won't be here is become. I just want to become who Jesus made me to be. And you'll be like, oh, that's a cheating word. I know. I, I asked God if that's really the word he wanted me to have too. But he kept saying, son, I just want you to become. Because see, just like Joshua was there in Joshua 1, he had to become who God created him to be so that not only himself could experience the fullness of God's promise, but those that he was called to lead and those that he was called to do life with could experience the fullness of God's promise. So my 2021 year has become. I don't know what that is fully. I don't know what that will look like. But I'm going to become. 
I'm going to become. That's what I'm supposed to be is become. I could give you some, some Hebrew words on there, but I don't want to give you the wrong one because I'm not that cool yet. So I don't want to give you the wrong one. And you'd be like, that's become angry. That's not the word that you wanted. That's wrong. That's wrong. Become. Become. I just want to become fully who he created me to be. So I'm going to ask you to bring that back. Hang on to that. You got a pen, so there's no excuse. You got a pen and this on your chair. So you even got a writing utensil to bring back next week. But I'm going to ask you to lay one at the altar and then keep one wherever it is to remind you. Maybe you want to tape it in the front of your Bible. Or maybe you want to put it on your dashboard. But I wouldn't recommend that in case you get pulled over. Because just because you give the cop your word for the year doesn't mean you're getting out of a ticket. So don't do that. Say, it's my word, no ticket. Don't do that. That's wrong. Like That's completely wrong. Don't do that. But put it somewhere where you can be reminded of his word. Because I'm telling you, when you focus on this this year, I'm believing he's going to move like never before. You see, the importance of the word is so important for all of us. Because of God's word, we now have access to him. Because of sin, we were blocked access to him. But because he sent his son, the word, for us, we can now have access to this word. We can now hear this word. We can now go into his presence without standing and trembling in fear. It's only reverent awe that we stand in, not fear of death. Isn't that amazing? That on this side of eternity, we can do that here. On this side of Jesus' ministry, we can do that here. But we're called to share it with others, and that's why we do what we do. John 3, 16, 17 reminds us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but shall have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Some of us right now may be realizing that our word has all been about us. And it's probably crashing all around you. But would you consider the word that can lead to life? And that is Christ today. We're about to pray out loud as a family together for the benefit of those who are coming to Christ for the first time. It's not the words of this prayer. It is the word, the faith, in the word, Jesus. The word that John 1.1 talks about that became flesh for us, that came for us, that is the light of all mankind, the life of all mankind. That is the word. That is what we are praying to and believing in. And so right now, maybe you're realizing that your word right now maybe is, 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 is just not, it's just failing you. His word never will. And so with every head bow and every eye closed, I'm going to ask everyone to repeat after me for the benefit of those coming to the faith. Dear Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner separated from you. I believe you came, lived the perfect sinless life I couldn't live, died the death, paying the penalty for my sin on the cross, but loved me enough not to stay dead, but rose again so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life the best way I know how. With every head bow and every eye closed, if you can say for the first time that you've received this free gift of salvation, you have trusted the word that is Jesus, I'm gonna count to three and ask you to have the courage to raise your hand. One, two, three. If you can say that for the first time you've given your life to Christ, if you're watching online or listening online, you may see a hand that's raised. If you would click on that, we would love to celebrate this decision and walk with you through the next steps that Jesus has with you in this season. If you're listening, please reach out to us at 864-580-6698 or prayer at thevine.tv. We would love to celebrate this decision, this decision with you. And for the rest of us, you can look up. We're going to step into worship. And I just pray as we go into this time of worship that we would seek his presence, his word. Maybe you haven't considered this word. Maybe it was just, just, just shop talk. Maybe it was something that you thought didn't really matter as you go into 2021. But the Holy Spirit is pressing upon you the importance of the word. I pray that you would just surrender to that today. Maybe there's someone you need to talk to. Please let us know. Don't let today go by without talking to someone. We would love to talk with you. But let us enter into his presence and worship now. Now stand and sing with us.
great that it accomplished what it sets out to do and I don't know about you but wouldn't you want to trust that wouldn't you want to trust something that like somebody that gets the job done like isn't that what you want to trust isn't that what you want to believe isn't that someone that you want to follow isn't that a light that you want to see in the darkness that's what we carry to the world when we declare it's his year that's what we carry when we live out his love when we love him with all that we are and we love others right where they are we're declaring it's his year so let's declare it's his year this week let's do all we can to point others to him because when we do it's not about filling this house it's about filling his house and when we do that all of a sudden my goodness the promise will get to be a part of the promise that is fulfilled the blessing that we will get to be a part of so let's do that this week. Let's pray, go about our week, and let's come back here together next week and lift his name high. Jesus, thank you that you're the great I am, that your word does not fail. Thank you that you are our light. You are our hope. You are our answer. You are our salvation, Jesus. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to figure out having a perfect good life. We don't have to figure out the steps we have to take to get to heaven. We just have to receive by faith. You are who you say you are. Thank you for that. I pray right now as we are seeking you, maybe we've already received this word that you have for us this year. Maybe we just needed to be reminded of what it is this year. Jesus, I pray that we would have clarity and fullness in it like never before this week. And as we lay it at your feet next week in full surrender, that we would be strong and courageous enough to live it out. That it's not just a moment in time. It's not just a one-time thing that we just lay down and forget about. It's something that we truly don't turn from the right or left of, but instead we walk fully into. We love you, Lord. We can't believe that we get to do this. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Join us next week as our teaching pastor, Alex Hanby, brings the preach. Have an awesome week.